years of wrongdoing and right-doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. My husband Yaku is back to give us his view on Meet Me in the Field from a listener's perspective again. We normally try to talk about every 10th episode, but due to his packed schedule, we only got to talk now. He unfortunately basically had to binge listen to ensure that he was close to up to date for this chat, so he might not be his normal insightful self. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Let's see if we have taught Yaku anything about spirituality over the past weeks, shall we? Sit back and enjoy. Good evening, Yaku. How are you doing? Very, very tired. I think you always start our conversations with you very tired. What's no, going on? I don't. Yes, you do. Never been so insulted. I'm fine, but it's been a long day. Okay. It's been a long time since we had our last conversation. Mm. Four months. March, April, May, June, July. Four months ago. What's been happening in your life since then? (laughs) What's been happening in my life? It's not... um, I don't think that's germane. (laughs) Well, there has been some big things. So, I was teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of dragged on and on until... June, still had exams in June, and then the end of June, start of July, I taught the special boot camp, programming boot camp, Mm -hmm. and that was uh, intense. I mean, that's the equivalent of six weeks of extra teaching. Usually we take, I teach that that much in six weeks. Okay. All done within one week. So one you could do six six weeks. But that was kind of a social responsibility thing, am I right? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't paid work. for Salabar students. It wasn't paid, but well, I get my salary. But that was part of, yeah, social outreach that we were doing. And now I'm done for um, the rest of the year. And I have been doing some research in the last couple of months, and um, carrying on of that, and looking forward to that. But I'm, I feel exhausted. I haven't yet recovered fully from two and a half years of teaching which is a lot for me um, for anyone in our department we don't tend to teach that long and that much okay so, and plus two of those years was also spent being head of department so uh, actually looking back it's been a looking really tough upon my life. looking back it's been a really tough um, two and a half years and you're not very good at self-care. What have you done? I'm a very focused person. I tend to <laughs> focus on one thing at a time. I can't multitask at all. What have you done for yourself in the past month that's good for you? Nothing. I mean, there, there have been things that I've enjoyed that are not good for me, though. <laughs> like what? Overindulging in too much, too much potato chips. Oh yes, too yeah, much chocolate. But that's like what three o'clock sugar. in the morning. 
Yeah, I do, I do like a little snack in the middle of the night. And um, if I were wise, I'd make sure I have some Drivors or some Bultong or something that's healthy. But, you know... Fruit. Know. No, I, Vegetable sticks. No, I tend not to eat fruit at night. But... But protein is fine for me. But it's not a good thing. And protein is even worse. It's the worst kind of thing to eat at night. Because it takes a lot of digestion. <laughs> exactly. So drew abortion yeah, and biltong is not the ideal uh, thing. But they're very healthy in the sense that they're protein. Whereas the potato chips now, yeah. that's just pure carbs. Plus, it's really bad for your teeth. And <laughs> it's not a wise choice. In any case, I've, I do feel we've um, deviated from the... the theme of the podcast absolutely not because i think self-care is a very very big part of spirituality yeah i'll and admit that i'm still living like a student i <laughs> um i do not take enough care of myself well i mean this is a spiritual thing i am very bad at making long-term and short-term I always go for instant gratification. I always make the short-term choice. So I have very little self-control and self-discipline. Given the choice between going to bed and getting up refreshed tomorrow morning to go and teach a class or finishing up some work, I always choose the finishing up some work because that's more fun, it's more exciting than having to go boring sleep. But... Um, you know not well... Finishing up some work. That's more fun. Well, it That's is. That's not normal. It is, sometimes it is fun. I mean, everyone's job has some fun aspects. And um, mine just has a lot. <laughs> Doing research is fun. It's exciting to discover something new. There's uh, some kind of um, reward if you finish a paper or finish a piece of work and, you know, round it off and have it, have it be complete. Um, I don't think that's too abnormal. Because I mean, your your sleep patterns have been very, very bad lately. I Got to get to bed at 6 o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, it's been the worst it's ever been in my life, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm God. working... I work... You work night shift, every night, basically. I work until 12 or 1, and then I can't stop myself. You know, I maybe I tell myself, I'll relax and watch a YouTube video, or I'll relax and read the news and on a website and then I look at the clock again and it's three o'clock and then I start making calculations can I get to sleep now <laughs> it'll be three hours or four hours of crappy sleep or do I just push through and that's bad it's really bad and it concerns me because sleep is essential to good mm -hmm. health you need it to lose weight you need it to function optimally you know you live longer if you sleep more all kinds of stuff the one thing I like about you coming to bed at when my alarm goes off is the fact that I get breakfast in bed. <laughs> Sometimes, not always. So at least there's, there's something spiritual that you're doing. <laughs> you give me breakfast in bed. So. Yeah, but at that point I can't get to sleep immediately. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's great. And I like to cuddle when I get to bed. And um, that's a nice, let's say 15 minutes of cuddling. <laughs> So tell me, Joachim, mm. in between all this stuff, have you had time to follow Meet Me in the Field? Yeah. Uh, well, let's first. First point, 
I've, I'm caught up with all of the episodes. Okay. Because you feel Meet Me in the Field is not a background listening thing. It's something that you actually want to listen to. I'm oh, great. yeah, for sure. I, okay. do, I do try to pay attention. It's, you know, other podcasts, sometimes I do listen intently, but a lot of the time it's in the background. I miss a sentence here or there. 99% of the time, I'm also doing something else. And Meet Me in the Field, I, Meet Me in the Field, I tend to listen, not do anything else. Why is that? A misplaced loyalty? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> or real loyalty? <laughs> no, I think it's... Um, it is a kind of curiosity. I want to... You know, if if I listen to a podcast about politics or the news, sure, it's something that I won't hear again. You know, it won't repeat in some sense. But it's also not very important. Tomorrow there will be something else. Yeah. Even the more um, informal podcasts that I listen to, if I do miss a joke here or a, some kind of interaction, there's just more and more coming. And it's, a lot of it is the same. But um, meet me in the field, I feel like I'll miss something if I don't pay attention. Yeah, I listen to it. Is there mm. something that you got from these last... Between, it's about... 20 episodes, I would say? 15, 16? Yeah, they're about 16, I guess. Is there anything that you can remember that's, that stays with you? I remember a lot, but it's difficult to know, to, to know make a catalogue and to know exactly yeah. when, what was when. Tyson's just entered the, the room yes. <laughs> and al always made his presence known to everybody. <laughs> um, let's see. So there were a couple that I thought were not that great. Oh, that's a bad. Oh, that's such a horrible thing to say. Why? Well, that didn't resonate with you. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, it's not even that they didn't resonate, but they weren't what I expected. Okay. So you know, when you have expectations that aren't met, that's the worst yeah. kind of pain. Forget about the death of a loved one. <laughs> Unmet expectations. And also because our taste is so different, different. I would come back from a podcast and say, this was really good. Yeah. And you would have an expectation listening to it and it will just not resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that I'll be, I'll be specific and honest and um, not offense, offensive at all, I hope. I thought your um, interview with Alan's story... Is yeah. that his name? The priest was, I found it very disappointing because I wanted to know about the journey, how he feels about spirituality and um, how he experiences prayer and how he experiences being, being in a, a, a church service. Now, what does he, how does it make him feel? And it was much more um, political and social. And not that that's bad, but it just wasn't what I expected. Yeah. You know, I wanted the, the small, intimate okay, yeah. uh, insight into the, the person. And, and it wasn't 
bad, but once again, it was just what it, uh, it went in a different direction. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting that. I and, also, um, and I've thought you were, you you looked or you sounded a little intimidated. I was. I, I, I think I was. Afterwards, I also left thinking I didn't direct that conversation well at all. Yeah. But also, in a way, because I I enjoyed it. I was I enjoyed it. I was listening to. I, I, yeah. I love the interpretation yeah. he, he he gave and and why he believes certain things. Yeah, that I found fascinating. So, mm-hmm. again, you know, we 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 come from very different perspectives when we listen to things, and that makes it interesting. That that makes it. Also, it's very very different for you because you are conducting the interview. You're experiencing it on a, on a different level, and um, yeah, it's it's just it's. Um, it's important to know, I guess, or to realize that everybody brings their own interpretation or experience to an interview in some yeah. sense. All the listeners perceive it slightly differently. Absolutely. It's never, ever quite the same. It's lots of people standing around a fire and watching it, and everybody sees the same fire, but they also see it very differently. They see different flames and different patterns. Yeah. That. It's also... Yeah. A, a reflection on how what we hear our interpretation of what we hear is very much related to our past experiences mm. so we all we see different things we hear different things that's why the other night in the car on the way back from a friend I said to you just confirm for me that I heard correctly mm. was this said is my, yeah. is my understanding of what was said correct yeah, your interpretation yeah. of what the words people say. But I think also um, it's a little shocking to know how much our perception of reality differs. Differs, <laughs> yeah. How people can see the same thing and very different things yeah. at the same time. So I'm wang- wrangling a cat here. <laughs> but I'll just put it down. <laughs> right. right. So um, I can't really... Why don't you show me a list of all the... I've drawn it up for you already because I knew you would ask it. So I was in 28. And since then, you've spoken yourself. I told my own story, huh? Yes. What did you think about that? Did, did I say anything that you didn't know? Not that I recall. I think I knew much of the story. Okay. And then there were loads. and Many of them I really enjoyed. Most of them I really enjoyed. I think I haven't seen the very, very latest. I haven't heard, haven't heard the very, very latest ones. Yeah. Some of them I haven't seen yet or heard yet, listened to yet. But, yeah, I think it's... I, I'm, I, I told you to take a break after six months. So, end of March. I thought my previous recording would be the last. You tell your story and take a break. Because I think it's a good thing not to, um, to stand back a little bit. There's always a danger you won't pick it up again. Mm. But on the other hand, I am stunned that you continue. You're still pushing on with the episodes and all the interviews. And and building up an amazing little library. And it may even be that, you know, of course you must dis- decide for yourself. But it may even be a great idea to, at the end, recycle to everyone. <laughs> And kind of see what could catch up with them, yeah. catch up with some of them. Maybe An amazing not. thing Let's happened see. during our last conversation was that mm. you gave me 
ideas, mm. like speaking to religious people. Yeah. So I started missioning that. And also what I got from our conversation was that I was, I was judging whether I believed somebody had a spiritual journey or not. Mm. And you opened my eyes up to be more open-minded about who I invite on. Yeah. And, for instance, then I invited Pierre on. Yeah, who's the, not... Yeah, we'll bef- the first to come to mind when you think about spiritual journeys. Yeah, but what a lovely conversation that was. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was really I an amazing conversation. And I mean, on Saturday night we went to, to see a concert that he subsequently directed and produced. Mm. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. So that even opened me up more to possibility. So I've become far more open-minded about who I invite, mm. number one, and also far less afraid. I'm not intimidated that much anymore, Yes, which makes it exciting for me. So suddenly there's a world of people opening up for me. You know, there's an American, there was an American writer called Ralph Waldo Emerson. There are many famous quotes by him. One of them is that, don't quote me. <laughs> it's, it's not fair to sum someone up in a quote or some sentiment up in a quote. But nevertheless, he's very popular among, amongst quotation writers. And one of his other quotes has always uh, struck me. It's really beautiful and profound and um, worth thinking about, applying in your life. And that he said, he said, every man I meet is my superior in some way and can teach me something. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But, you know, everyone you meet has something that, to teach you. Yeah. Is he also the guy who said that thing about Nothing that I ever let go of did not have scratch marks in it. Doesn't quite sound like Dundee it. referred Emerson. to, but it, to could it be. and I've been using it so often since then. I just love that that picture that it gives in my head. Well, he said, he said a lot of things, and he was um, not really remembered for much nowadays. Books, but he was a great literary figure. But I, I, I don't think I practice that enough. I don't meet someone and then try to dig in, not dig, but, you know, get to know them well enough to find out what is the lesson that they're supposed to teach me. And I think that's part of what the podcasts are, that no matter who you choose to interview, everyone has a story to tell and and has some kind of revelation that you can learn from. And what's also interesting is how how the storyteller... Mm tells his story mm. because there are some people with fascinating stories but they're not good storytellers yeah. and I nearly find that frustrating during the interview process well, I'm trying to add the spice to it and the spice isn't coming <laughs> but the story stays fascinating and interesting <laughs> true but then there's also you as a storyteller I mean you are a conduit you are a, you're the medium and you can also shape the stories that you tell. Uh, you don't have too much scope. You can't edit different voices into yeah. the conversation. You don't add dramatic music or yeah. background. Also, <laughs> don't even cut and paste. I won't take one part of a story. You out don't here re- and rearrange the, the. I don't rearrange the sequence of our conversation at all. Yeah, you just cut out the. Yeah. 
Yes. So um, so I keep it raw. It's, it's very much as it was. Mm. That's that's nice. I mean, I like that. You're right. I mean, some people, and some people don't have exciting stories, but they're fascinating to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. You want yeah. to hear more of them. I should. I, it's so easy to say and so hard to do, but it it may be a clever idea for me, maybe for you as well, to go through all the all the conversations and pick out the really the best parts and best speakers. But I think you should, in the future, you're almost at number 50, number 52. That's a whole year of podcasts. And it'll be, I think you should try a couple of episodes where you mix people up, where you have groups of people. Ah, okay. See, another idea. That, like in couples? If you want. Or people with but similar interests or people with very different interests. People you think will mix well. Okay. Who may not necessarily know each other but will complement each other and um, and just have have a chat in some sense. Yeah. It's maybe still about spirituality. But you know, we went we went to a talk last night. A lot of it was the speaker and was good, it was fascinating. But there were also conversations, also a little bit of chatting. And then you do find different insights and different new revelations because of how people interact and how they react to each other, what yeah. the other one is saying. You know, at one point someone said, oh yes, yes, that you just said exactly how I feel. There is something valuable in that that you know, may not necessarily have in the podcast, which is more interviewee. Which is also good, but... That's, I've thought about it, but I'm, I was always afraid that I would kind of lose, uh, I don't know what, control of the conversation. It's possibly my codependence. It's all about control. Is there anything regarding spirituality that you feel you've learned? Okay, you didn't ask me to prepare for this, so you'll have to give me a second to think about this. Um... You know, I'm very stubborn and I have a strong desire to be right. <laughs> what? Are we didn't us? Correct, at least. <laughs> I'm not sure my mind has been changed yet about what constitutes spirituality. Maybe it's a scientist in me that wants a definition or at least some boundary lines about what qualifies as spirituality. Owning a talking parrot is not spirituality in my book somewhere there has to be a boundary that says that's not really spiritual so Polly wants a cookie does not qualify as a quotable quote in a spiritual book <laughs> yes he's just being eccentric <laughs> on a parrot it's not spirituality I think that um, <laughs> it's odd how I have this desire to make a survey and <laughs> write down different things and make a table and compare them <laughs> But um, God, you're a scientist. Yeah, I want to quantify things. I like to quantify. So has any anything anybody said touched your soul that you can recall? Um, I'll be honest, nothing made me laugh out loud or um, made me cry. But yeah, some episodes I found touching. Some I found cold and 
clinical and I wasn't interested. Some I found touching, moving. I felt maybe compassion or maybe sympathy or or maybe just definitely there were some that I found beautiful little conversations, you know, that I admired the beauty of. So in that sense, yeah, they have um, affected me, some of them. Could you, for instance, just a conversation that pops into my head that I found very multi-layered mm-hmm. was the conversation with Denis, the surgeon. To think, yes, somebody who works, his daily job is actually saving lives. Not just a normal doctor, yeah. but somebody who is he's an emergency surgeon. Yes. So he only operates on people that could any second die in his hands mm. and how his work and his perception on on life and death feeds into his his work and how he also projects that to clients. I found that fascinating. I, I loved hearing to that. Conceptually it's interesting but I think I don't think doctors should be spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want them to be clinical and cold and heartless in some sense because that's how you make the right decision if you're a doctor being a philosopher thinking about life and death i'm I'm not sure if that's the right way for a doctor to approach their job not that i'm denigrating him and i did find that that conversation very very interesting but a part of it was also the fact that i knew that you were really old friends and i was observing how you interacted after meeting after a long time and how much of it came back and you know all that yeah so i did enjoy that podcast very much but i wouldn't say i and i i wouldn't exactly say i found it inspira- i found it inspirational okay um, and just going through the list if i think of my conversation with ruben the new the new father how he related the birth of his daughter. Oh, I like that to, a lot, yes. That was definitely his one. spirit. That, that yes. was lovely. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly as well. Yeah, it was a lovely little episode. I, I say little, but uh, it was a lovely episode. I, I did like that. Um, I'm looking at the list of names, and I'll be honest, I cannot recall what happened where, yeah. with whom. You know the names, you know the people, you're very familiar. I've done the interview. I've edited the interview. <laughs> if I listen to a few seconds, I'll definitely remember yeah but just by looking at the names it's impossible i remember tandy for some reason she had a fascinating story also very inspirational yeah in some sense very very young and, and again what i i loved there was to think here's a person that is more than half my age mm. and she taught me some stuff during that yeah. chat and and, and yeah. that was lovely yes she's a highly inspirational young lady and if you think of somebody like janet but there are two Janets. Uh, this, oh, yes, there's, there's, there's Janet, the world without wine lady. Oh, yeah? And then... Who's this Janet? Janet, the warrior. The second one that, that I'm referring to is... Oh, the, warrior. Yeah. Not warrior. Not warrior, no, warrior. Warrior, warrior. The one yes. who buried a son, who buried a husband in a very short yes. period of time. Um, fell into full-blown addiction at a very late stage in her life. Yeah. And she's carrying on. Amazing life story. Yeah. Really. Both of them, in fact. Yes, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so, up until episode 44, you can't say that 
anything has changed for you? <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe. Are there times that, that somebody, that in the beginning of the conversation, somebody said something that you thought, I can't listen to this? You don't have to say who, but because you can judge very, very quickly. You can judge people also very, very quickly. Yes. Um, no, I, 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 I think there's only been one interview that I switched off. Maybe not physically, but absolutely. I okay, started so up my work and <laughs> put it in the background. Um, Turn the sound down and let it play through. At least you can say I've played it through. <laughs> yeah. So... Was it the person? Was it ideas? Was it just too weird? It was the mind-consuming boredom. Okay. Sometimes you're not in the mood. I think it's something you must learn. And be honest enough to tell your interviewees. I listened back to the, our conversation and it wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't good. Like Fiona, who booted the flat. photographer, who... Um, and then you tell them... He takes photos and let the guy down afterwards. It just, what I wanted to get out of it just didn't come out. Can you come yeah. back for another shoot? Please come back. Yeah. I really like talking to you, but it just didn't work yeah. on, on yeah. tape or on the computer. You mustn't be afraid to do that. Okay. Because sometimes... And you'd, you'd admit that, that some conversations just didn't work. Pan yeah. out the way... Not even the way you expected, but... Ultimately, the product is just yeah. not good enough. Yeah, I actually like conversations where it, turned, where it doesn't turn out like I like No, I of expected. course. I mean, it's um, almost but then the best are, ones. Then there's high-energy high conversations like, um, I don't know whether you've listened to that one, the um, Not Quite Vegan. The what? Not Quite Vegan. Melissa. The English lady that I was think I in, did, the, in the reality TV show of the... Oh, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. That's the last one I listened to. That for me was such high energy. We just, yeah, but there were many others that are high energy and not always for the good. <laughs> I mean, I know it's fun for you to chat and laugh and have a great yeah. conversation and it flows and all that, but you can't always convey your feelings like that to the listeners. Mm. I think. Okay. So some of them, I just listened to two old friends sitting and talking about things that I know nothing about that I can't really connect to that doesn't sound very spiritual to me <laughs> so th there's been one or two episodes like that and I thought oh, you, you enjoyed yourself that's nice but I thoroughly enjoyed myself but yeah but <laughs> I'm not getting <laughs> okay. the same enjoyment out of those but uh, of course high energy is better than low energy of course you want you don't want two people falling asleep <laughs> at the mic yeah. you want you want something exciting. That's always nice. Have you noticed that I've changed the editing in, in the music a little bit? No. Not? No. Did you do it gradually or did you do it suddenly? I now overlap the conversation with the, with the music. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't notice that. So it, it, it doesn't, it's not as abrupt as you say it, it was It previously. used to be very abrupt. Yeah, so it's now far less abrupt. I Maybe that's why it. I didn't notice it because it's so subtle. Yeah. Oh. That's better, I think. But it's difficult. Editing is not easy. And I'm starting it's, to really enjoy the editing. I'm really getting... I'm supposed to record a podcast, a couple of podcasts, for yeah. our centenary. I haven't started that yet. And one of the things I am quite apprehensive about is editing. 
but I know that I can just dump it on you. And you'll I know. Say, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. You can always contact me. Yeah, turning for, into a little sound editor. Yeah. For any any services. Cool. So right here, right now. Mm. I have not. I'm not going to say succeeded because I'm not really to try and, uh, trying to change your mind. But as of, of now, all these conversation have, conversations have not given you a clearer understanding for you of what spirituality is. If anything, it might have confused you even more because there are just so many different views. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't say confused, confused because there are different views, but everyone is entitled to their own view. It's just that my view hasn't changed. My fuzzy view of spirituality is still... So there's no clearer picture in your own view Yeah, I don't think I would say that there's been a... I've had a major insight into what spirituality means to me. Do you think that might change if I speak to people like the Dalai Lama, the Pope? No. Not? Okay. Does it? So I shouldn't go. I shouldn't go that far to try try and change your mind. I'm mean, just accept that it might not happen. In the, you know the podcast is not about changing my mind. Yeah. Even though you use that as a barometer, maybe. But I'd say it's much more about making something that, firstly, people enjoy, because if they if they don't enjoy it, Types. they're not going to find it useful. Yeah. And only secondly, that something that people find useful, that they make them think about. See, maybe that's the acid test. Maybe you should forget about changing my mind. I mean, the acid test is, do people go away and think about what I've just heard? And yeah. does it dwell in their minds for a couple of days? That's a bad, the, the downside of listening to lots of podcasts I in guess, a row. Yeah. You don't have time to breathe and to... Um, and to um, Internalize what's been yeah. said, yeah. But as I said, I've had a busy semester, yeah. so it's my excuse. It's quite weird how often I would speak to a client mm-hmm. and I would say to them, I would like you to listen to that podcast yeah. because there's somebody else that's going through what you've gone through and yeah. you can listen to how they've dealt with it. Yeah. So in that, I find it a quite helpful counseling tool. Mm. Yeah. That had my birds and my cat. I'm just building up this whole arsenal of counseling tools. One of these days I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to sit. Sounds like a food chain. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to sit the client down, put the cat on the lap, let them stare at the birds and listen to a podcast. And there you go. <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> anyway, Yaku, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. And enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. I always enjoy talking to Yaku. I reckon not only because I love him, but also because I really treasure his input. He listens to podcasts incessantly and I really pay attention to his feedback. I like to think that we might be able to change Yaku's mind on spirituality or give him a clear sense of direction with regard to developing a sense of spirituality that I think is appropriate. But I'm learning that this view is only my controlling codependent But I am learning that this view is only my controlling codependent speaking. I shall work on focusing on the unique stories that each guest brings to the table and see them for what they are, a spiritual journey and not working towards a destination. 
If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za, or on Twitter at at Freddy. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank Jakob for his time and for sharing his views with Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening to Be Safe. Bye.